All right, so if you don't really have a morning routine, what is going on? You need one. You need one, especially for Ramadan. A morning routine, an evening routine, an in-between routine. No, I'm just joking. But you definitely, definitely need a way to wake up every day and to put some space into that time that is really, really meaningful and is aligned with your goals. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about morning routines. I'm going to share some of my power moves in hopes that you'll be even more successful this Ramadan than you already have in the past week. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. What are we on like day eight of Ramadan? Oh my goodness, where is the time going? I know it's usually fast and it goes a bit faster than we think it will, but today is... I don't know, a week in, subhanAllah. If we haven't already been working on the goals that we've wanted to work on, now is the time. And if we haven't gotten our act together, now is the time. And one of the things that can really help that is if you have a solid routine, which is why I want to focus on my morning routine today. And if you haven't already, go back and listen to my Ramadan schedule 2020. It's kind of an insight into my entire day, but this is a snippet of just the morning. And I thought I would go in a bit more detail of the what and the the why and the how and so that you'll get even more ideas Um, and I want to share three powerful um, things that you should have in your routine and schedule for the morning regardless of what it is like regardless of what your routine is you have to have these three powerful things that I make sure that I that I do basically in each um, routine that I have so I wanted to share those with you today if you haven't already um, do if you're able to join our Facebook group that we have all the women together in the community kind of coming together and celebrating Ramadan together just beautiful beautiful examples of women uplifting women I'll put the link down in the uh, description. Yeah, before I start today, I wanted to give three quick shout outs. I usually never give that many shout outs, but I'm going to give one today or all those three today because these people really, really deserve it. There's some really amazing, amazing Muslims out there right now in Ramadan. I mean, you or I, who knows, Allahu Alam, like we may not have the best motivation in certain ways that we could have, but there's some people that are making a huge difference in their life or the life of others. Are they taking some big leaps that they have never taken before? And I just wanted to recognize those people for the good that they're doing for themselves in the community. And you know, one thing that I usually don't get a chance to do is to thank people enough. So I wanted to say, first of all, thank you so much to um, Muslims Giving Back. They're a group in New York City that has been doing work for a long time, and they have a huge win that they've recently announced. They're, they put out, I think, like four halal cards where they're just giving away iftar meals because the, mes- the masajid, they've closed, the mosques have closed. And so Muhammad Bahi, he's an amazing brother, and, and the whole team that he has there, he's constantly been doing work. I've never met um, a more sincere person in this type of work. And, And he really, really just cares so much about just ending hunger and um, helping people no matter who they are, Muslim and non-Muslim. So just shout out to Muslim Give Back and all the beautiful work that they're doing in New York City amidst the crisis here. Also, I wanted to say a shout out to um, the, the Jannah Projects from uh, Nuruddin. He's an amazing brother who uh, does a lot of um, workshops for people in the community on how to handle death and burial and funerals and all those types of things that no one wants to look forward to. But we have to think about and prepare for and that are 
oh so important. Um, a lot of you might have heard, if you're from the U.S., that there's been issues with the burials of Muslims here, and especially in um, New York and Queens. There's issues where the, the Muslims that have passed away due to COVID-19 have been put into huge trailers with tons of bodies just kind of dumped in there, and they were going to maybe be headed for a mass burial, not an Islamic burial. And so the brother has been taking it upon himself to make sure that those bodies are confiscated and they are dealt with by Muslims and they are buried and given the proper burial and respect. And um, he does work with the families and if they have um, trouble paying, he's, he's helping to take care, he's raising money. And so I just want to say thank you so much for that important, important work. He's just day and night working on that. And lastly, I wanted to give a shout out to all of the students in my class that have my multiple study groups that I've been working with in my course, because I've been really challenging them to look at their schedules and routines, and that's what we're about to get to now, and, and think about how they can constantly tweak them and not give up. And I just have to say, I have been in intense and really, really, really amazing um, sessions with them when they are just doing great work at looking at their issues, looking at their routines and saying, this isn't working. I'm going to tweak it. I'm not going to give up. My baby's always crying. Um, I'm not getting along with these in-laws or whatever it is. I'm not going to give up. And they've just been pushing through. So I just wanted to say, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward all of them and reward all of you guys that you're even listening to this podcast and just trying to better yourself and increase your iman and, and your um, your status with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this Ramadan. So may Allah make it easy for all of us. And please guys, keep each other in our du'as because every time we make du'a for someone else, the angels say, and the same to you. And the da'a of the angels is very powerful. So um, yeah, today's topic is morning routine. I'm going to quickly go through what my morning routine is and kind of the things in it that I make sure I have. And so if you've already heard from my Ramadan 2020 schedule, I get up uh, before Sahur and I have been, um, and by the way, when I tell you my routine today, I'm going to share with you some tweaks I've been making since I put out that schedule. And that is actually linked to some of the three power moves I'm going to mention at the end. So stay tuned for those. But yeah, I've been making some interesting tweaks even to that since I started. And that has been my routine for years. I don't know, maybe the past 10 years and it's been going really well. But sometimes you find that in time you have to move. And with COVID, things have been changing. The fact that we're stuck in the house all day um, doesn't allow me to make my very same uh, Ramadan routine. So I went into Ramadan thinking I was going to do my regular one that I do every year that seems to work that I've tweaked and tweaked out year after year. But because of COVID, it hasn't allowed me to. Because of COVID, my children are more restless or we're just not able to go the places we go. Like if you pray, thought we in the masjid in the night in the evening routine. So there's certain parts of my routine or my schedule that I haven't been able to do. So we've changed things up. So the first thing that I've, I, I've noticed is that... Um, in the mornings, I, I sometimes go back to bed for an hour or two, sometimes I don't. And um, I've noticed a difference in my energy levels and things like that. So one of the things that I've done to compensate in my morning routine for my original schedule is I have prepped some food for the morning at night. Because there are some mornings where I wake up, I really just do not want to cook sahur. And that was never the case as much as this year. I just find my energy levels are lower than usual. I think that's really due to the lack of movement. Usually my husband 
husband are exercising a lot more. We're outdoors a lot more. And because that we're always inside, inside, sitting and moving, but, you know, not moving in, in crazy ways, um, it's really brought my energy levels down more than usual this year. So because of that, I'm tired more. And because of that, I could have easily slipped into just getting lazy or unmo- or demotivated, right? Or unmotivated. But the fact is, I said, you know what? I need to make sure that doesn't happen. How can I do that? And so I looked at that part of my routine and how it was affecting me with the energy and the movement. And I said, I'm going to make a tweak. So right now, what I'm going to say is normally I get up and yeah, I have pre-prepped stuff that I've told you guys all about that I made before Ramadan, but what I've been doing differently since the schedule a little bit and, but still, still doing well, you know, alhamdulillah, because of it, the tweaking is that I have been cooking the night before a little bit for the morning. For example, there's certain hot foods that my family does want a little bit in the morning. It might have taken me just five to 10 minutes or sometimes 15 to prepare. Um, And I just don't even want to do that. (laughs) So what I've done is I've made some things in batches. So let's just pretend, for example, your family likes to wake up and have oatmeal. Now, some oatmeals this could work with, some it couldn't. Let's just pretend. Um, This is just an example of a hot food. Um, You might be able to make two days worth of oatmeal. And that way, the second day you just have to add a little bit more milk or whatever and then heat it up um i know i do not encourage eating food in the morning because beans is something especially like food that can um be high in salt and it can make you thirsty but let's just pretend you like to eat food or beans anyway this type of um, food and you maybe make a double batch or a triple batch and keep it in the fridge and just heat up a little bit every day or you have a certain particular thing from the night before so my point is if you can make things in batches and the night before which is what I've been doing more that is a tweak I've been doing so I wake up right before Sahur and I get the breakfast ready or I take out something that I've pre-made just to do a quick heat up as opposed to making it on the spot even if it takes five, 10 minutes, because I want to make sure we're nourished, but I want to make sure if I'm tired, I don't slack and I don't miss. And believe me, if I do not feed my family, they will let me know if it wasn't enough, it wasn't um, holding them for the day. The second thing is while I'm doing everything, I am renewing my intention and I am making thicker. So even if I'm picking up a knife and I'm just quickly cutting some um, cucumbers or some tomatoes that I use in my Turkish breakfast, I talk about that in the ultimate health pot. Podcast. I talk about that in my um, Ramadan schedule podcast. You can go back and check out those. Those are all in the past, maybe five podcasts or so. And so I'm constantly making bigger as I'm walking around the kitchen. The other thing is in the morning right away, I'm going in and I am reviewing my planner. This is really, really important because I need to think about my day ahead. Now, actually, um, I do this at night where I review my planner uh, so I can prime my mind for the next day. But actually, what I do is as soon as the morning comes, I do it again. I just get up and I review my planner again. And I say to myself, hmm, you know, just making sure, yep, this is what I'm doing and I'm putting my my mind in focus. And so I have this going on in my head kind of while I'm just um, making the breakfast for everyone. Then we all kind of sit down, we have our breakfast, and um, we always like to give ourselves another 30 minutes between the breakfast and um, maybe the fajr just to make thicker, read a little bit more Quran, just make some sincere dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anything in this beautiful time where we can ask anything before the fajr then goes off. And so that is something that we do together. But um, we all wake up as a family. You might know I have um, two, my two smallest kids right now are eight years old and 
uh, four years old, but my eight-year-old gets up and eats with us and he fasts for the day. My four-year-old does not. Every once in a while, she'll poke her head in and she'll be like, hey, are you guys eating without me? And she'll come in. But for the most part, it's our teenager and um, the eight-year-old and my husband and I. And then lately, my daughter and her husband have been coming in. I have older children and some of them are married and stuff like that. So they're not in the house. But for the most part, if they're eating up, they are with us. Um, basically, once we've eaten dinner, we quickly clear everything. And then we pull out the big um, sajedda, the big carpet, and we pray together um, in Jama'ah. And this is something really important to us. It is a tradition. And so we have to quickly clean and again, everything wiped down right into the dishwasher so that for the day there's not piling of things. I have a system where I force myself to do the dishwasher, to be honest, right after Sahur and right after Iftar, even though I'm usually very tired at those times. But I find when I don't, if I put things into the sink and they leave and stay, it just makes it harder for me to motivate myself to clean them after. So I thought I'd just bring in these little touches of things that I've been finding since the start of Ramadan where I have been having to tweak things because of my energy level or to keep things going or motivated to keep things clean in the house. Things can pile up. Ladies, how about you with the laundry or the dishes because you're tired and you're fasting and you just don't want to. So I've also had to ask a little bit of help for some family members if I'm too tired after to pick things up, to move things things around because of my energy levels or things like that due to, I mean, honestly, the lack of movement with COVID. So I just wanted to share some of those points with you. Now, after that is done, there's some more major tweaks I've been making, but definitely much needed. Okay. So I want to quickly share what I do after everybody eats, prays, and goes to sleep. So, um, Usually, if you heard my Ramadan um, morning routine, excuse me, my Ramadan schedule 2020, um, people go back to bed and I stay up and I read Quran. But this year, because like I said, I've been more tired than usual, um, this is the first year ever, probably in like 10 years, I have been flip-flopping between staying up and going back to bed for an hour or two and waking up. And what I want to say to that is to women is like, you have to feel what your body is going through. Now, if I, if I didn't catch this, I could easily be like tired all the time, sluggish, not meet my goals and let it get the best of me. But what I've done instead is to say, you know what, I'm going to be in tune with my body. And then one day, if I need to sleep, I'm going to sleep. And one day, if I can push through and not sleep, it's better for me. Now, to be honest, as far as having kids, it's better if I stay up after Sahur and I just stay straight through because the kids get up early in the morning. And then if I go back to bed, it's going to be them pulling me out of bed and waking me up, me feeling groggy, um, coming out and, and just like, it's just not going to be so beneficial. And then we're all not starting the day well and kind of in a bad mood. But so for me, I find it's better some mornings if I just stay up and not go back to bed, stay up with the kids, and then end up taking a power nap in the afternoon for about 45 minutes. And it's so ironic that I say this power nap thing. I know people nap all the time. I never, ever nap in Ramadan. Ever. One, I don't have time. When I have this many kids and this many responsibilities and things that I do, it's just like it's not even happening. <laughs> and then the second thing is, um, you know, it just it's always made me groggy even when I've done it. So it never was a good experience. But like I said, this year, first time I'm noticing that I'm flip-flopping between going back to bed for an hour or two sometimes um, and then sometimes not. So what I would suggest to women is just do what works for you and just be in tune with your body and make sure whatever you do, you're you're going and going and going. You're not giving up because that we don't want that to happen, right? And so after that, um, I do... Um, 
everyone goes to bed, I do do all of the bulk of my learning. As a woman, I've learned that this is my morning time in the morning. Like no one bothers me for the longest period of time. It could be sometimes two, three hours. And that is just a blessing to have silence when you have a lot of children and people to take care of. So if you're struggling for that, the morning time, yes, there's barakah. It's spoken about in by the prophet, peace be upon him. But also just in general, it's just a beautiful, quiet time. The birds are tweeting and, you know, like it's hard. I, I get it for some people to do it, but if you can do it, even if it's once in a while, it is a beautiful, beautiful time. So I do review my lessons, my Quran and everything, just like I said in my Ramadan schedule there. But what I did want to mention is that um, I, there are some small, small things that I do that I think are interesting to mention to make my mood good and the mood of the house and everything. One is, I learned this a long time ago, I open all the windows in the house. I just do a quick let the sleepy air out. I don't know if you guys ever had that in your bedroom. You have like sleepy air. I just let the sleepy air out and then let the fresh air in. And usually at that time I hear birds start to sing and maybe I'll um, either I'll burn something that has a beautiful smell or sometimes there's a certain cleaners that I'll just like wipe down the counters and things like that with and it just has a beautiful smell in the air. And then, um, yeah, and then just feel like refreshed in the morning. And that's a really good way to not feel groggy. Sometimes I'll take a shower in the morning. Most times I take it at night. That's just me. I'm not like a get wet in the morning person, like more than I have to with wool and stuff like that. But yeah, for me, like I do whatever I need to do to feel refreshed and up. But really, once you start connecting regularly with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you look to this time as almost like a refuge where you go and you feel like this is our time together. Almost like how you, you know, you have a relationship and you spend time with someone. And so it's really, really important. And um, the other thing is, like I said, I, I go over my planner. Again, I make sure like, okay, do I have everything I need? And I'm always just constantly checking back. And it, like, I just happen to use the one for my course. And the one for my course is the one that I've used for years. And just now, for example, this year, I've shared it, um, you know, with the online community because I've done this, this course for years. But one thing Thing, um, I've noticed with a lot of women when I speak to them in my course and all my different study groups is the ones who are being the most successful right now are the ones who are doing like I said they're going with their gut with their feeling they said you know what naps in the morning hasn't been working I'm switching at night and then another sister's like what I was doing naps in the afternoon or towards the end and and that's not working for me now I'm doing the opposite and you know what there is no right answer so what I want women to understand who are listening to all these other women's schedules and routines and things like that as you have to look at them as more like inspiration, not a be all end all. And that's the schedule you need to have. And if you don't have it, then you're not as successful or you don't have your act together like they do. These ideas that I share with you are just so I could share what I'm doing because so many of you ask me all the time. Like, and then also, so they could just be an inspiration of some possible ideas that you could use in this time to use your time um, in a way that's beneficial and very efficient. And you know what the funny thing is? As a child, I was not really, and my mother can speak to this, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I was not organized. I did not care. I was a child, like you told them to clean their room. They like shoved it all in the closet and they're like, I'm done because I just was not interested. I was very artistic. I loved to read books. I loved to spend time writing. I was just like, I wanted to just like indulge myself in that. And I was not really into like organization schedules, things like that. That was more things like my mom or my sister did. But after a while, when I became, and I've talked about this before my podcast, when I became a mother, 
and I became a wife. And I, in Islam, I understood accountability and time. And uh, Surah Al-As, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the losers who do not like use their time and, and they're just like wasting away. And I'm just like, gosh, this is the last thing I want. So one thing that's really motivated me to get my schedule, my routine together was the fact that like I'm accountable for other people. Allah will ask me about my time. One of the four things that we're asked about when we die is our time and how we spent it. And so I said, no one else can control my time but me. No one can get my act together but me. So if you do not already have a morning routine, guys, try your best to get one because they really create consistency. And that brings me into the things I wanted to tell you at the end, which are the, the three power the three power moves that I think you have to have in any routine. So I've spoken about coming up with your own, but regardless of what you decide, like what are the three things, no matter what, you should make sure you have in your routine. And this is not going to speak to the specifics of routine, but more like, you know, to um, technique. So the first one is just to constantly renew your intention. So I can get up and be super groggy and not in a mood to make sahur and just, you know, slop it all around and feed everybody and go back to bed. Or I could wake up, make the intention to feed people for the day for fasting, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give me the reward even though I don't want to, that I did it anyway, that I, I put my energy up, or that even though I felt so tired, I got up anyway because I heard there was barakah in suhoor or blessing in it. And so like, you know, just you can make multiple intentions for one deed. And I was taught this by my teacher a long time ago. And one of the the first hadith of uh, hadith Nawi was that, you know, actions are based on intention. So renewing our intention, it's not just like, oh yeah, I know I'm going to go do that thing in the morning, but renewing it as you do it, as I'm lighting the fire for the food, as I'm chopping something up, as I'm pouring something, I'm making dhikr, bismillah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah. So I'm making that intention and having the words of Allah on my lips. And when I'm doing that, it changes a mundane action into a beautiful deed and um, dedication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the slight difference in just renewing your intention and putting your thought in the right place. So do not underestimate doing that through everything you do, no matter what routine that you have. The second one is tweak, tweak, and tweak some more. The women who are the most successful, and I'm working with tons of women, hundreds in fact in Ramadan because I'm talking to so many on so many different platforms and in my courses is that the women who are able to roll with the punches who are able to tweak and figure out what's not working and move and move and move and move those are the women who are achieving their goals when I ask them like are you on track they're like yeah I wasn't yesterday but I did this so now I am those are the women who by the end of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, they will feel the sweetness of iman and taqwa and things like that because that is what gets you through. And that's why I wanted to share the course that I made with so many people because I feel like if people just knew that these basic things are the things that are going to carry you through, we would have so much, um, you know, of a better Ramadan. So I want to say if you have a morning routine and it's not working right now, you thought it might this Ramadan switch it up. You don't got to throw it out completely. Even my children have routines and morning routines. They're written on the wall from my um, preschooler. They're in pictures. For my son who's eight, they're, they're written in words. But yeah, you have to create these rituals and routines that are consistent, but you're going to um, tweak them if they don't work. And that brings me to my third point, which is consistency. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions that consistent deeds are the most beloved to him. So why would we not go for that, right, guys? If we're in Ramadan, fasting, trying to do our best, please Allah, let's do things that please Allah and consistent deeds. So for example, um, no matter what routine you have, 
if it is just so unrealistic and it doesn't involve something that you're able to do daily, 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 like pray on time or, um, you know, read two ayats of the Quran, something that is realistic and able to be done consistently, it's very unlikely you're going to carry it after Ramadan. So what you're trying to do is build habits now. So like a lot of the habits that I already have in my morning routine of staying up and this and that, I've gotten those from previous Ramadans. And that's the last thing I want to end on. Whatever we do this year is not supposed to be lost during the year and we have to redo it next Ramadan. The beauty of Ramadan, it's almost like a staircase. We're building, 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 right? So let's say this year I get my prayer times on track. Okay, now I'm not praying late anymore. I try to keep that all year. So that next Ramadan, that is no longer a goal, right guys? But what we, we do too often is we we go up and down, up and down, like I'm really amazing in Ramadan. And then about a week or two or three after I fall right back into my old routine of being unamazing. And then, oh, inshallah, next Ramadan, I'll get that together again. And so we go up and down and we, we stay stagnant. So what we need to learn how to do is to get a habit make it so realistic that we can maintain it all year, get another habit, maintain it, get another, maintain it, and we are climbing those stairs so that by the time hopefully we, we do end up passing and meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have elevated ourselves. Ramadan is to elevate us, not to make us great for 30 days and then horrible for the rest of the 335. You know, like it doesn't work like that. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy and beneficial for us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to find the routine that works for us, that worships him in the best way and um, gives us the most gratitude towards him and everything that he's given us. If you haven't already got a chance, guys, go outside, take a peek on my Instagram today. I put how I had gone outside and just haven't seen the sun and the trees and felt the breeze in a while because I was stuck inside. And gosh, it looks so pretty and it looks so beautiful. And it was so much easier to appreciate it because it was taken away from us. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to be grateful and to appreciate even the most basic things that Allah has given us that are truly, truly um, gifts from him. So Jazakallah khairan, guys. Um, can't wait to talk to you again in the next podcast. We have an amazing interview coming up with a special YouTuber. YouTuber. So inshallah, I check the next one out. I will talk to you on uh, Monday. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.